Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk to you about rituals. Stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. I'm going to start by reading a piece I wrote a few years ago and then give you an update and talk to you about new rituals. Here's my piece called Ritual. 7.10 a.m. And I've slept through the night, the first time in months. This amazes and delights me. I hit the pillow at 10 last night, feeling drugged. Maybe popcorn, white rice, M&Ms, and Campari over ice make for the perfect pre-sleep meal. My dream lingers. I'm at my cousin's funeral, and there's a young boy there talking incessantly, oblivious to his somber surroundings. I'm really irritated at this child, but there's nothing I can do without making the situation worse. I allowed myself the indulgence of waking without an alarm, because my walking buddy isn't available this morning. Typically, we're on the road at 7 and home by 8. I shake off the dream webs and stretch my legs over the edge of the bed. Ranger stretches as well, yawns noisily, and licks my toes. After peeing like a rhino, I wash my face, slather on oil of ole with SPF 15, and fill in my gray-blonde eyebrows with brown eyeshadow. Don't leave home without your eyebrows, is Mum's beauty tip this year as if anyone will notice my eyebrows under my visor and behind my mirrored glasses. I know it helps to frame my eyes, and I might as well do it now since I probably won't shower today. It's part of my morning ritual. I throw on my walking clothes and let Ranger out the back door. I was too tired to take him for his routine evening stroll last night, and I feel bad. He, too, pees like a rhino in the backyard and wants to come back in immediately. He's my shadow. I make the bed, though no one would notice that either. Admiral McRaven delivered a speech to UT graduates this year in which he told them to make their bed every morning. If you can't do a little task like that each day, how can you expect to accomplish anything greater? It's a simple concept, and I do like walking into a neat room. Mike has already been working for an hour. I sip hot coffee with him, and we chat about the upcoming day. I throw together rice and eggs and cheese before his first meeting, and since he can't eat it all, he rarely eats breakfast, I finish it with a second cup of coffee. Laurel never has a second cup. (laughs) I think we should watch Airplane tonight to offset the sadness in this world. By 8.30, Ranger and I are out the door and noticing the 90-minute-later temperature difference. 
I generally wear a light jacket and am comfortable until we get home, but this morning I remove it almost immediately. Last week of July, and it finally feels like summer in Leadville. We hustle up the hill, and Ranger is happy when I stop to take photos of whatever catches my eye. Wispy grasses, sun pouring through bridge beams, clover patches buzzing with bees. Inappropriate army cadences come to mind. Roll me over in the clover, do it again, do it again. Turning at the bridge to head back home, I check out the Mount Massive skyline. It's beautiful. It's always beautiful. But by 9 a.m., the brightness of the day washes away the crispness of the earlier contrast between mountains and the just-rising sun. Beautiful dog! Someone yells from an ATV. I get that a lot. Back home by 9.30, my beautiful dog pants in the shade out back while I tidy up in preparation for my writing group to arrive. I do a speed back of the downstairs, enough to pick up the dusty clumps of dog hair gathered in corners and around chair legs and pour M&Ms and peanuts into bowls. My group, two high school girls today, meets me on the deck and we write and chat and challenge one another for two hours. They don't know it, but I'm honored by their presence each week. It's something they don't have to do. Much like my morning walk, it has become a ritual I relish. Thunderclouds roll in early today, and by 4 p.m., the ground is soaking up the drenching rain. The couch is calling me. Time for a nap. (laughs) That ends my piece, Ritual, which I wrote back in July of 2014. And at this point is where I would ritually say, oh, I can't believe that so many years have passed so quickly. Where did they go? But I'm tired of saying that, and I'm tired of hearing people talk about how they can't believe how fast time is flying. I suppose that's kind of a normal ritual for people to talk about the passage of time. I think back on those morning walks with my buddy, John Stewart, always enjoyed them. And we would obviously remark on the passage of time and the difference in the trees and the difference in the blueness of the sky. Some of you may recall my episode 25 called The Turnaround Tree. I'll post a link to that in my show notes as well. And here I am suddenly five years later after writing that piece and looking at my new rituals. It's a little bit difficult to establish new rituals when you move to a new home, which we did this summer. Perhaps not really difficult if you have a job that has expectations and hours for working. But for someone like me who works from home and who has to establish her own, my own goals and routines every day, it's a little bit more difficult When I get up, I still do the morning oil of Olay and eyebrows, (laughs) eyebrow eyeliner each morning, regardless of if I anticipate seeing anyone during the day. And I also follow General McRaven's suggestion to make my bed every day. With this move to our new place in Salida, Colorado, I made a huge effort to minimize clutter in the house. It certainly makes for easier cleaning, 
and the openness of the space feels like it's going to allow more creativity to flow in. Now that Ranger's not accountable for getting me up and out in the morning anymore, that's become a challenge I need to put on myself. And when we first moved here, mornings were balmy and warm, and it didn't take much for me to start a routine of slogging down and back our county road and visiting with, or as Mike likes to say, taunting the llamas at the end of the road. But now mornings are becoming cooler. It's October. It's finally fall here. We've had a beautiful summer, but it's a little bit harder to get out of bed in the morning when there's a cool, frosty breeze in my face. (laughs) And it's also a little bit more difficult to make yourself go do things if you don't have that accountability like I had with my walking buddy back in Leadville. So after finishing this episode today, I'm going to make myself go do my morning county road routine because that is a ritual I need to keep going because it's good for me and I get lots of ideas when I'm out walking, which I record on my phone as they come to me. And since I'm a big girl now, I need to be accountable for myself. So there, Laurel, get your butt moving every morning. But back to the topic of rituals. When we lived back in Leadville, our evening ritual used to include eating dinner while watching something funny before turning in for the night. And for whatever reason, we've changed it up here in this new house. We eat at the kitchen table now, maybe because we have absolutely glorious views of the mountain range outside. And then we go watch something funny before turning in for the night. I think it's better that way. I'm also enjoying a new ritual of going out on my deck each morning and greeting the day with a good morning, beautiful day with my arms outstretched to the mountain range. And that makes me feel good and happy. It's a ritual I can continue to do even through the winter, I'm quite sure, because it only takes a couple of seconds. So even if it's freezing or blustery or snowing out there, I can still run out, greet the day, and run back in for my cup of Earl Grey. I've given up drinking coffee in favor of Earl Grey several times over the past years, and somehow I always end up going back to getting into the drinking coffee habit, which means I have to buy more creamer. And I just don't want to do that anymore. So this morning, I started back on my start the day with Earl Grey routine. And I have to say, it feels better. Now, I suppose that some of you out there listening might argue that what I'm talking about really isn't about ritual. It's more about routine. Ritual having a religious connotation to it, but I'm okay with ascribing more than a little bit of importance to daily tasks and routines. I was always taught growing up in a very Catholic family that whatever you do, you offer it up, whether it's something you do that's joyful or something you experience that's tragic or sad, you're supposed to offer it up to heaven. So in that respect, even routine things can rise to ritual. A friend of mine before we moved gave me a gratitude jar. And into it each day, or I suppose however often I might want to do it, 
I add a little slip of paper with something I'm grateful for. And that too has become a ritual of mine each day. This morning, on a teeny little piece of paper, I wrote short story inspiration. And that went into my gratitude jar because holy moly, I'm getting so much inspiration here for new ideas for new short stories. Even just this morning, a friend posted on Facebook something about a dozen buzzards flying around in her backwoods. And I thought, a dozen buzzards, that's a great title for a short story. So you might you might be hearing that one pretty soon. It lends itself to my dark short story writing, which I've been somehow inspired to do lately. I'm putting together a short story collection as I speak. So yeah, a dozen buzzards. I'm going to have to think about that one today while I take my walk and taunt the llamas. So tell me, email me, leave me a message. What are your rituals? Do you remember how you started them? Are there any that you don't do anymore for whatever reason? Any that you'd like to start? As a writer, I suppose I should start a ritual of writing a certain number of words every single day, but I'm still a binge writer. I just have to confess that right up front. And that seems to work for me. There are lots of times though, where I feel like I really ought to make myself do more. And so maybe I'll try that next month. Oh, actually next month, November is National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo. And so I'm going to, I am going to have to force myself to write over 1600 words a day for 30 days. And I mentioned earlier that I'm going to be working on a military romance and I'm really excited about that. So I think I need to get out there and go for a walk and get some more ideas for scenes that will be in my first book because I would really love to have a draft completed of my first book by the end of November. I sure would love to hear from some of you listeners out there today. You can find my show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. Please email me at laurel at strackpress.com. Follow me on Twitter at leadvillelaurel. And if you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with my latest episodes and tell your friends about it. I hope you'll help support Alligator Preserves on Patreon. Check out the rewards you'll receive at patreon.com slash alligatorpreserves. And join me next time when I'll talk about something completely different. Oh, but first an update on my gallon of water a day challenge. I stopped that. I stopped about three weeks into it because I was traveling and I was actually getting bored with it and I was spending more time consuming water than doing anything else. But it did recalibrate my focus on consuming more liquid during the day. So I'm going to say the whole experiment was a win. And as for what kind of preserves I might might have put on my toast this morning, I did something completely different. I drizzled molasses on my hot toast. Yum. <laughs> Be good to yourself, everyone. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. 
Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.